boy, oh boy, oh boy. What's the ay 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 ay? What's with the ay 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 ay? Oh, it's cold outside, Rubber Herbs. Oh, it's freezing outside. Really? And why do you say it's freezing? Because it is. Well, I just came from outside. Weren't you freezing? I wore a coat. I don't know about you. Uh, well, if you wore a coat, then I probably did also. So then why were you freezing? Maybe I didn't button my coat. Now that's could you know that, that that would make sense. All right. Anyways, we have an exciting, exciting story. So first, let's start off with I know. Welcome to story time with Rabbi Yitzhak and his sidekick, me. I say hi. <laughs> All right, that was a pretty lively thing. Well, you know, <laughs> this week we're going to be benching Rosh Chodesh on their base. Woohoo! Hey, you know, it's going to be like, wow, 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 wow. And what could be greater than having two others? Maybe having three others? Wow, that's not a bad idea also. <laughs> Do we have three others? I'll, I'll let you speak to the one above. Meanwhile, uh, let us continue. I would like to let the oil out there, the listening audience, know that you're listening to... I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. No, 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 I'll do it. No, 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 I'll do it. No, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it, no, I'll do it, 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 I'll do it. You'll do it. That's what I thought. Okay, you're listening to J Root Radio 97.5 FM. And if you would like to listen on the telephone, you can call 712-432-4217. Or you could telephone at 718-506-9099. And you will be listening to live radio from J Root Radio 97.5 FM on your telephone. And if you want to listen to archives, that's the number to call also, 718-506-9099. And I guess if you want to text in how to be a sponsor or uh, just to find out information how to donate to J-Root Radio, uh, you know, we have literally, literally, literally thousands of listeners between those who listen to us on J-Root Radio on the uh, kosher internet, you know, and that means uh, a filtered internet, you know, because <laughs> obviously j Radio is kosher, so you can always pick it up on the internet. Okay, and of course through the telephones and of course through the radio, Baruch Hashem, we have a very, very large listening audience, and I can tell from my own experience, you know, uh, advertising on the radio or being a sponsor really does help because you get more work from that eventually because it's called in-your-face advertisements. Yeah, 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 advertising, whatever they call that fancy word. In-your-face advertising. Right, that's the word I think I was looking for. Okay, now, I guess there's one telephone number that I never have to tell. He didn't tell the text number. Oh, I didn't? I think he didn't. All right, I'll just tell it just in case. If you want to text us in, that's 347-927-8398. And by the way, I'd like to... I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. I, I, I saw the paper. Which paper? You want to give a shout-out to Masha Nikonovsky. She writes, like, a whole bunch of letters like other people do to say how wonderful the show is. And the last few stories, she rated you five stars. Baruch Hashem for that. Okay, and now that we got that out of the way, I'll, I know the next thing, the next thing. You don't want to tell the number, you know, like the, you know, the number that everybody knows, you know, the 718-683-5858, because everybody knows that number, so we don't have to repeat that, right? No, we don't have to repeat that number, 718-683-5858, because somehow they know that number at the end of the show to call in. Okay, can we go weiter? Sure, go ahead. All right. I'd like to remind everybody... 
That Café Paris is proud to present their all new gourmet dinner menu prepared by their master chef. Café Paris, an exquisite and upscale dairy restaurant with a Manhattan-like ambiance, is located in the heart of Brooklyn at 4424 16th Avenue. That address again is 4424 16th Avenue. And of course, Café Paris uh, would like to invite all the j listeners to come there too. You can call at 718-853-2353. That number again is 718-853-2353. And anybody who calls in uh, and goes in there and mentions j Radio, they will get a 10% discount. Okay, so as Lucha Rabah. Wow, that was very nicely done. I didn't know you do French. I do whatever has to, you know, it's a business. Okay, anyways, so let's get on. All right, let's get on with what? Okay, so now, if anybody's interested... I know, if anybody's interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for storytelling, and there's only a few more weeks left, and, uh, you know, uh, you wait till the last minute, you won't be able to catch him because a lot of people are booking already. And if you're hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for any time of storytelling engagement, whether it be for Yeshiva, Rosh Chodesh Assembly, or whatever... What's whatever? I don't know, any kind of occasion that they need. Right, okay, so therefore? Well, therefore, what happens is, um, what they should do is, of course, very simply put, is that they should go over and call you at 718-375-1294, also known as 718-375-1294. That was very nicely said. Uh, also, if you want to um, um, hire Rabbi Yitzhak for, uh, uh, you know, doing karate demonstration, you know, he breaks bricks and things like that. Very exciting demonstration. Uh, uh, you can even ask the kids at Camp Romable and things like that and, and, and some other yeshiva out there in Long Island, whatever that was. I don't remember all of the places that he goes to. But anyways, it's very, very exciting. Anyways, uh, um, he's also going to be by the Camp Expo. Did you know that? Oh, really? I am? Yeah, yeah. And your son also from the live game show. He's also going to be there. Wow, that's great. So we're both going to be there? Yeah, didn't you know that? Of course we did. Yes, we will be there. Be'ezus Hashem. And, of course, the new location, you can just check the address of that place where it's going to be. I don't have it in front of me, but you can check. There's ads all over the place, especially Hamadiyah. Okay, so now, uh, going fighter. Oh, oh, you left out something so important. What did I leave out now? You forgot to mention that anybody's interested in either artwork or art lessons, or, you know, you do portraits, you, you do kasupas and things like that. That's right, I do. Well, if you're interested in all these things, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I am interested, that's why I do them. No, no, I mean, the customers outside. If people need portraits, uh, paintings, illustrations, and things like that, uh, they could call Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs at 718-375-1294, also for art lessons. And also, if they want some karate lessons and things like that, martial arts, self-defense, or cheat Kong exercises, energy exercise, and things like that, uh, they could also call 718-375-1294. Okay, good. Baruch Hashem. Are you finished now? I think so. All right. Now, I have an exciting story. Uh-oh, that means you never told this story before. That's right. I never told this particular story before. And you know what the story is called? Uh, I never told a particular story before. No, 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 no. The name of the story is called The 20,000... Ruble mystery. 20,000 ruble mystery. Wow. Sounds exciting. Well, it is. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Good. Okay, so here we go. 
We're going to go back in time to approximately sometime in between, I would say, the late, late 1700s or the very, very early 1800s. The late, late... Don't try to confuse me. I'm not that great in math. Don't worry. You'll get it. Anyways, this story took place in the time of the great, great Tzaddik. You're telling a story about me! Yahoo! Uh, you're also a Tzaddik. Everybody's a Tzaddik. Uh, except different levels. Uh, what level am I? You don't want to ask me. Okay. Now, anyways, let me tell you like this. You see, what I want to tell you is that we're talking about a Tzaddik by the name of Rav Yaakov Yitzchak Horowitz. Rav Yaakov Yitzchak Horowitz. Now, let's see. Who could that be? Hmm... Let's see, there was a great tzaddik known as the Chosa of Lublin, whose name was Rav Yaakov Yitzchak Horowitz, who lived between the years of 1745 and 1815. Are you happen to be talking about? Oh my goodness, you don't, you don't mean this is a story about the Chosa of Lublin? <gasps> yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah, why are you so excited? But they, they, they say he's called the Chosa of Lublin because he used to be able to see things. He had like Ruha Kodesh and things like that. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, this must be an exciting story. Well, yes, it is. So, can I tell it? You better believe it. Go ahead, right away. Okay, I will. Now, of course, it tells us who the Rebbe was, you know, the Choyz of Lublin, Rav Yaakov Yitzchak Horowitz, but it doesn't tell us some of the names of the people in the story. Yeah, a lot of these Altamaisa Bichel says, Ish Poloni, Ish Oshir, Ish Ani, Ish Pickle Juice, Ish Harry Hackflesh. You know, that's right, they do. They, so we have to you know, sometimes um, improvise and make up names. You know, it could be that sometimes the names are not written there because they don't want to embarrass them or their family. Oh, that could be, that could be. Right, right. Okay, go, go ahead, Rabbiers. Okay, I am. Anyways, we're going to go to a friar who was a chassid of the Chaisa of Lublin. Okay, Wow, what an interesting Kashi Rabbi has in Abaya. Very interesting. And of course, as you can very well see, that Ephraim was a very, very big Talmud Chacham. A very big Yore Shemayim. And a very big chassid. Of the cows of Lublin! That's correct. And you know what happened? You didn't tell me yet. Okay, so I will tell you. You see, uh, what happened was is he got married. Uh, really? Wow. You mean he didn't just learn all day long? No, no. He took out time. Uh, you know, it's a mitzvah in the Torah that a person's supposed to get married when they're old enough. So he got married. But he had a wonderful, wonderful wife. And we're going to call her wife. Okay? Well, that's what the safer says, but we're not going to call her wife. We have to give her a name. Okay, uh, Mrs. Picklejuice. No, 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 no. She's a very hush of a lady. We're going to call her Rochel. Oh, oh, I thought, you know, because it's Adder, you want to make some funny names. Well, we can make funny names of other people, but not, 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 uh, you know, Tzadakis like this. Oh, why, why was she such a, such a, such a, such a, such a Because, I will tell you, because she went over... And she worked by selling apples in the marketplace. And this is what she did. She sold apples. And she made a small living. And that was enough to support her husband 
and herself. And when children came along, it was enough to support them also. Because she was such a big tzaddikah, she wanted her husband to learn all day long. And he did. And he wasn't one of those people that, you know, sit behind the, the bench, like they say, and be a, be, uh, a bench cratcher, you know, which in Yiddish means, you know, somebody who, who just shuckles on the bench and cratches the bench. You know, he sits there but doesn't really learn. No, 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 no. This person, Ephraim, was a real big, big... He was like a seven-foot-tall person. No, 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 a big masmid. Oh, how tall was he? Doesn't say in the story. Sorry, can't help you with that. Okay, okay. So let's see. So there's seven foot of fry. He wasn't seven feet. I don't know how tall he was. Okay, okay. So Ephraim was a big McMassman, and his wife was a Sadekis because she supported him, and they learned to live with very little. That's right. You got that right. Now let me tell you what happened one day. One day. What happened one day? One day when he came home for supper, his wife told him the following. I Ephraimo, you Ephraimo, is that you coming through the door? Uh, yes, it's me. I'm coming through the door. A minute, one second. Let me open the door. <coughs> All right, I'm in the door. All right, I close the door. Okay, uh, whatever you have for supper is fine by me. Okay, let me sit down over here. I'll sit down. <coughs> okay. Uh-oh, you have that look on your face. Is there something wrong? Something happened while I was in the base of Medrash? Uh-huh. Rachel, please, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, you know we have a daughter by the name of Rivka? Uh, yes, 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 yes. So what about her? Well, have you noticed that she's growing up? <laughs> Can I know? It just feels like she was born yesterday. Well, yesterday about uh, maybe, uh, try 18 or so years ago. 18? Wow, it's so long already. Wow, can I Nahara? I would never know. Never, ever know. I didn't have. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I'm mamish, I'm mamish, I didn't have. It's unbelievable what you're telling me. So, uh, uh, so okay, okay, so what is it? You want to make her a birthday party? Uh, you don't have a frying. Uh, hop? Uh, no, I didn't hop yet. I didn't have the supper down here in front of me that I should hop. Uh, and besides, you know, I eat very tenua. You know, I, I eat with a fork and a, you know, and a knife. You know, I mean, I look like a man. I mean, uh, why should I hop? You know what I mean? Uh, listen here. Uh, uh, Fry him. Uh, she's old enough to get married. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so busy with my learning. Can I know her? I wasn't even thinking about that. She's still, I, I, she's still, my eyes, she's like my little girl, Rifkala. <laughs> so you're saying, so she's getting old enough to be married. Uh-huh, that's Givaldic. So, um, so we got to look for a, for a matchmaker, right? Okay, so uh, uh, I'll, I'll spread the word. No, 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 you'll do nothing of the sort. You'll go back to the base of Medrash, and you'll continue learning for the night, Seder, and I'll look for the matchmaker, okay? <laughs> All right, uh, whatever you want, okay, it's not a problem. I'll go back to the base of Medrash. And so, sure enough, Ephraim would be in the base of Medrash, and all of a sudden his wife, his wife Rochela, came across a matchmaker. Excuse me, Reb Dovado. Ha! Shola Malai, what can I do for you? Ah, what's your name? My name is Rachel. Ha ha! Have I got a shidduch for you? It's all right, I'm already married. Ah, then I don't have a shidduch for you. What can I do for you? 
Well, what you can do for me is I have a daughter. Marshal Tap, Marshal Tap. Listen, I don't take care of, of Kiddishim, you know. I don't make a Kiddish for the people. I'm just a matchmaker. That's what I need you for. I need you to make a match. No, 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 no. You don't understand. A matchmaker. I make uh, matches between a Hussein and a Kala. Not for little babies. Oh, my daughter is not a little baby. What, what, what are you talking about? You have a, a girl old enough to be married? Yes, I do. She's 18 years old. 18 years old. Oh, wow, we Kazawi. This is unbelievable. Yeah, oh, oh, I like this very much. Whoa. <laughs> All right, tell me more. Tell me, uh, who's, your, who's your husband? What's your husband's name? My husband's name is Ephraim. Uh, who's for a chosid is he? Is he a chosid or something? Yes, he is. Uh, all right, what kind of chosid is he? Uh, tell me, tell me, is he a munkache? No. Is he a terastira? No. Uh, uh, what kind of chosid is he? Well, um, he's a chosid of the chais of Lublin. Chosid of the chais of Lublin? Yes, he's on the inner circles. He's on the inner circles? What's mine the inner circles? <gasps> Oi! You mean that he's... Oh, no, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, you're telling me that he... <laughs> you're telling me that you know him? Of course I know him. He's a great, great tzaddik. And I know one thing. You can't get to the inner circles of the Hoiseblin unless you are a very serious massmate. So tell me. Your uh, husband, what is he? What does he do for a living? Nothing. Hey, wait man, you want me to read a shidduch? How can I talk a shidduch for your uh, daughter if your husband doesn't do anything? I do something. What do you do? You come around the streets looking for a shidduch, a shatrin, that's what you do? Well, I do that also now. But you see, my husband... I know, your husband has to be a masked goddle because you can't get to the inner circle and the choice of Lublin unless you're doing this all day long. You're learning. So your husband runs all day long. You want to see the, how are we going to make a dowry? You know, you have to give a nadan, you know. You, you, you want to the appearance of the color. So you have to give a nadan. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I understand. I work. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? Tell me what you do. You make a million dollars? Huh? Me no, we don't speak in dollars here. Over here in our country, we use rubles. <laughs> you got rubles in your head, maybe? I don't know. Listen here. What you do for a living? Tell me, tell me. I sell apples. Ay, 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 Hashem, you sell apples. You've been selling peanuts and then you make peanuts. Ay, 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 ay. Listen to me. I love to help you, but you have to have something for a nothing, you understand? Well, uh, how much? How much do we need? Well, you know, to start, some people want a hundred rubles, some people want two hundred rubles, four hundred, you know, depending. You know, the best of the buche, you know, the better the boy, uh, you know, uh, you know what I mean. I see. So, uh, like this you can't find the shidduch? How do you expect me to find the shidduch like this? You have no money, you have no nothing, you got nothing. You got nothing for nothing, you got nothing for the dowry. What do you want from me? I don't work for nothing, and don't forget I'm the shotgun. I have to make a living too. You know what I mean? So I have to get some money too. You understanding? And I see, if I try to make a good shidduch for you, <laughs> I'm not gonna find somebody good, they're not gonna pay me a lot of money. So I'm very, very sorry, I can't help you. Oh, don't worry, you don't have to. How about Hashem, I'm off the hook. Yes, because Hashem will take care of us, just like he always does. 
Yeah, that's right. Okay, he's going to be the shotgun for you, then I have nothing to worry about. Hi, Vyasmir, why do I get stuck with all this Mishagoyim over here? Excuse me? Uh, nothing, nothing, I didn't say that. You heard me something? Uh, nothing, nothing, I said there's a lot of Mishagoyim in development. I didn't say that about you, don't worry, Chas Vashorim. I didn't want to Chas Vashorim be Mighty Shemra, or the, or the, or the, or the, or the, or the, I think you best be quiet. Uh, I can't be quiet. How do you think I become a shatron? Because I always talk, 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 talk. All shatron, talk, 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 whether it makes sense or not, but that's what we do. I understand, but there are some good, uh, good shatron also, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm one of them, right? Uh, well, I'm not going to speak Loshnara, or Maizy Shemra. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, using my line. Ivey, Ice Mate. Okay, 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 no problem. And later on, when she came home, after the end of a couple of days of trying to find a shatchan that would try to make a shidduch for his daughter, Ephraim looked at his wife, and she didn't look too happy. Well, isn't here, Rachel. You don't look too happy. Is there a problem of some sort? Uh, Rachel, please, please, please tell me. I mean, if there's some problem, and let me know. Well, there's really not a problem that Hashem can't handle. <laughs> of course not. Zicha, uh, 100%. So what do you want from me? Tell me, tell me. I'm going to do anything you want because, you know, you and I, we like Shalom Bias, and we, we, we love each other, and we do whatever is necessary for each other. And we have to make a shidduch for our daughter. And uh, uh, how is it going out there? You found a shatchan? Oh, yes. I found lots of shatchan. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And, and well, what about him? Well, I see that some Shatchanim are only interested in money. Well, uh, they have to make a living somehow. Yes, yes, but I need a Shatchan that doesn't mind doing something Lishmo, and then he can make a living also. Oh, so you're not having any mazel with that? No, because all the Shatchanim, they constantly tell us that we need to have guilt. We need to have a dowry. If we don't have a dowry, nobody's going to want to marry our daughter. Well, where are we going to get a dowry? We barely make a living like this. Does it mean I have to stop learning and start working to make money so we can have money for a dowry? Oh, yeah, 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 shalom, shalom. When I married you, I knew what I was getting into. And I was not interested in fancy schmancy, delancy, pansy, wancy, wancy, cansy. Okay, I was interested in only having a Talmud Rogan for a husband. And I will do whatever it takes. However... However what? However, I think there's something that you can do. There's something that I can do? Uh-huh. Well, what is that? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Oh, go right ahead and tell me what it is. Well, you know, the Chos of Leblin, your Rebbe. Yes? Well, you know, uh, he's a very wise person, and he's not called a Chos for nothing. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, since we live in this little shtetl over here... I can't go to him every day like I used to, but, you know, like uh, every now and then, every month or so, every two months or so, you know, I go there and I stay a little bit, learn over there, get inspiration, get chizik, you know, and then I become like a very big masmid, uh, you know, like, and, and I daven so much better, you know, the, the kadusha that you feel there is givaldic. That's correct. And here's what I want from you. I want you to go over and then have uh, a private session with the Chosa of Lublin, the Hele Katsadik, Rav Yaakov Yitzchak, and I want you to go over and ask him how we're supposed to get the dowry. I have no doubt that we're going to have a dowry. If Hashem gave us these children, we're going to marry them off. Except that I know that uh, we don't know how, but the Chosa would know how. 
Uh, all right. Hashem. And, uh, I'm going to go and I'll travel now. And I'll go to the Chos of Lublin. And then I'm going to ask him. Oh, that's so wonderful. I just I, I just know he's going to tell you what to do. I hope so. I really do. I really, really, really do. And so, sure enough, he traveled to the Heilige Tzadik, the Chos of Lublin. But when he got there... Some of the people looked at him and said, oh, I didn't see you for a long time. Hey, Ephraim, sit down, Abyssal. Let's learn, Abyssal. Yes, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, let's sit down and learn. Uh, uh, what message are you learning? Okay, come and sit down. Any minute, my name, today I'm going to learn Mesach to Shabbos. All right, so let's do it. And so he sat down and learned. And he forgot what he was there for. And then when Achoyza walked into the base of Medrash, he stood up with the cover that he's supposed to, but he looked at his face and he saw the halikite, the holiness of his face. And what happened was is he just forgot the whole reason why he was there. He just absorbed the Kedusha, the holiness of the base of Medrash, of all the people learning. And the greatness, when the Chosa gave a shear, oh, he was like, felt like he was in seventh heaven or something. Oh, it was unbelievable for him. And he was beaming from ear to ear. And then when it came to davening mincha, his inspiration, his chizik for tefillah was unbelievable. And he stayed there for a few days. And he stayed there for about a week. But every day, he couldn't remember why he came. So he figured he just came for inspiration. And after the week, he came home. All right, are you home yet? Is that you are here? Uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I walked. How could you hear me? You know, I didn't have a horse to go. I, I went by foot. You know, we're so poor, we don't have a horse. If I had a horse, you'd hear, <coughs> you'd hear, <coughs> you know what I mean? If there would be cars invented yet, you would hear, <coughs> but there aren't any cars because it wasn't invented yet, because this is the late 1700s, you know? <laughs> so, obviously, if I'm poor, I walk. So, I'm, I'm home. Baruch Hashem, it didn't rain. So, uh... Okay, uh, it was great. I'm so happy you let me go to Lublin. And I mamash had great inspiration. Mamash have such chizik. Now I'm going to learn even more gishmak. And I'm going to dive in even more gishmak. It's going to be gewaldic. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, why are you looking at me? What about the other reason? What about the other reason you went there? The other reason? I went there to Davin. I went there to feel chizik in Lima and learning and, uh, and davening. And, uh, what about the question? Question? What question? About our daughter! Ho oh, oh, ho! I forgot all about it. You know, when I got there, <laughs> my old Chavrusa asked me to sit down and learn him, and I sat down and I learned, and I asked me, I am so, so terribly sorry. Uh, be, please, please, be Michael me, Michael me, please, please, please. All right, you know, the next time I go to Lublin, I'm going to ask. And so... For two years, this has been going on. He would go every few months to Lublin, and he would forget what he was there for. Five, six times it was going on, because every few months he would go, and now the daughter is about 20 years old. And he came back, and his wife said, Ah, uh, let me guess, a Ephraim! A Ephraim! Uh, yes, 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 it was great. You know, I should take you there. Maybe I should bring the Kindlech there, too. They would get such inspiration of just being next to the tzaddik and everything. Let me guess. What? 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 You didn't ask the question. Question? Oh, my goodness. I forgot again. I, what should I do? I keep forgetting. What do you want me to do? I don't know. You got to come up with an answer. You keep going, then you get so engrossed and you forget what you're here for. 
Uh, what I'm there for, not here. I'm here. I know what I'm here for. But over there, I don't know what I'm here for. I, uh, I know what you mean. Don't worry. Uh, let me figure this out. Okay. Oh, wait. I got an idea. I got an idea. I'm going to take out my handkerchief, and I'm going to tie a knot. Every now and then, i got to use my handkerchief. When I'm going to see the knot, I'm going to remember there was something I'm supposed to ask. All right? How do you, how do you, is that a good idea? I hope so. If it works, it's a great idea. Please. Our daughter is getting older, not younger. Yeah, so are we. All right. Okay. No, no, no. And so... He walked again to Lublin, and this is like about the sixth time in about two years that he was going to Lublin. And this time, he forgot also. They were davening, and he got engrossed in the davening. They were learning, got engrossed in the learning. And then when it came to Mayrev, they were davening so stark. The Tvilas was going so stark and all the way up to Shemayim that their bodies were shaking. And they were shuckling back and forth. And the schwitz, the sweat, started to pour down his face. And Ephraim reached into his pocket for his handkerchief. And he pulled it out. And he wanted to wipe the forehead from the dripping sweat. Ugh. What happened over here? I almost scratched myself. Since when does a handkerchief scratch? Oh, there's a knot on the bottom of my handkerchief. And what's a knot doing on the bottom of... Oy vey is mia, I just remembered. I have to have a session with the Chais of Lublin, the great tzaddik. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to put this back in my pocket. I'm going to hold on to it until after dominating. And so he held on to it. And after Marev, he went over to the great tzaddik. Anshuldik, Rebbe, I, ah, what is the problem? Sure, Chaim, you could relax. It's not your first time here, you know. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, uh, I need to speak to the Rebbe alone, privately. Ah, yes, come into the back room over here, and we'll speak. Domazain, and why are you holding onto the handkerchief? Oh, oh, that's to remind me to remember to ask you. With the Zagemora cup that you have, you need to have a handkerchief to remind me, to remind you, to remind me. Huh, come on, Chazora, Chazora, you know that. Uh, yeah, yes, I know that, I know that. Uh, uh, okay, so, um, uh, um, um, um. Go ahead, ask your question. Uh, Rebbe, you, you know that I have a family. Of course, Avada Baruch Hashem, yes, yes, yes. And you know my oldest daughter, Rivka? Yes, yes. A very, a very fine maid. Yes, yes, yes. What about her? Uh, you know, she's uh, old enough to get married. And uh, I came uh, to ask you a question. You need a Baruch Hashem? Uh, well, uh, well, um, that would help also, but uh, actually I came here to ask, is if it's shy that the Rebbe could, um, how would you call it, I'm saying, if the Rebbe could uh, uh, tell us, you know, like, uh, you know, we know that the Rebbe has a, uh, it's hard for me to say it in front of you, but everybody knows you have a shtikl ruach hakoides, you know what I mean, and uh, like you to tell me, where I'm supposed to find the Nadin money, because we tried to speak to Shatchonim to make a Shinnah, but everybody talks about the Chosin needs Nadin money, and we mamish, unfortunately, haven't got any Nadin money. So maybe the Rebbe could tell us where we're going to get the Nadin money. I just hope my husband went there. Oh, I'm going to say another capital to Hillel. And I hope that my husband sweats so has to blow his nose and take out the handkerchief. I just hope that when he takes out the handkerchief, he doesn't blow his nose in public. I hope he turns to the side, whatever it is. Oh, please, good boy, And obviously, Hashem answered his tefillahs. Because now, back by the Choyz of Lublin. I see. Very interesting. 
So tell me, how old is your daughter? My daughter? Well, uh, she's about 20. 20 years old. 20 years old and you're first coming to me now? Ay, 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 what's the matter with you? Well, I, I, I came here assuming that, you know, with the Ruach HaKodesh and... Uh, you know, let me ask you, you remember learning Chumash Vayikra? Uh, yes, I do. You remember learning about if a person sees like a stain on the wall, like it turns out to be Tzras or whatever it is on the walls, you remember who is he supposed to go to? He has to go to a Kohen. That's right. Does he wait for the Kohen to have Ruach HaKodesh and come into his house and check it out because he saw Ruach HaKodesh that you have a stain on the wall? Um, no, I guess not. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that Hashem is just going to put Ruach HaKodesh into my head just like that to find out anything and everything that's happening around the whole world? If you don't come to me, how shall I know what I'm looking for? Oh, uh, very good. Good, good. good question. All right, listen to me. Sit down. I'll sit down. All is not lost, but it would be better if you came a little earlier. All right, let me think a bit. All right, all right, I have it, I have it. Listen to me. You trust if I tell you to do something, you're going to do it? Whatever the rabbit tells me to do, I'm going to do. All right, listen to me. You need to go to Krakow. Krakow is in Poland. You go to Krakow. The first inn you find, you're going to stay there. And Be'ez Hashem, over there in Krakow, you're going to get your nadin money. And that's all. You have a tochen Hashem. You have a munus hachomim. Everything's going to be right. Zai gesund. Zai gesund. Yeah, okay. And so he walked back home. A long journey, but this time he almost like was dancing because he was so happy. Oh, why am I singing that first? First, it's got to be Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. I better not get too carried away. And finally came home. I hope my tefillas were answered. Did you ask? I can tell in your voice. You think I forgot to ask? <laughs> Do you ever try whiting, wi- wiping sweat from your forehead? <laughs> I remember laughing just trying to say the words. <laughs> Did you ever? <laughs> What's so funny? Well, when I was dominating Meyer so hard, the sweat was dripping down, and I had to take out my handkerchief, and I wanted to wipe my head, and all of a sudden I was scratching myself because there was a knot in my handkerchief, and the knot reminded me. Hashem. So yes, what did he say? I have to go to Krakow, Poland. I'll see you. I gotta pack up my, uh, my bags and and I'll come whenever this uh, 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 you know comes to my hands. All right. But how and when and where? He just told me I have to go to Krakow and go to the first inn. So that's what I'm gonna do. All right. Uh, Zaygazen. All right. Zaygazen. Okay. Goodbye. And so. He began walking to Krakow. Every now and then, he got a hitch. Excuse me, you're looking for a hitch over there? Hop on my wagon. Where are you going? I'm going to Krakow. So funny, I'm going to Krakow also. Come and come, jump on the wagon. Jump on the wagon. Get your horses. And the wagon, of course, would bounce up and down. And he was going on all the way till he got to Krakow. Uh, thank you very much. Zagazund. Hang up, Enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. All right, now let's see where I go. 
Wow, look where he dropped me across the street from an inn. Uh, let me just walk across the street. All right, now let me just knock on this door. All right, I knocked on the door. <coughs> Wait a minute, it's an inn. You just walk in and you go to the desk. Uh, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, anybody here? Ah, Shalom Aleichem. How are you? How are you? Shalom Aleichem, my beard. What can I do for you? Well, um, I'm here uh, to stay in Krakow a little bit. And if you don't mind, uh, I like a room. A room and board, you know what I mean? Ah, no problem at all. Be my pleasure. Kim do, come here. No problem. I, I'll take care of you. Here's your key to your room. This is the room number. Uh, okay, settle yourself in. And, and, and then, if you want, uh, you can come down here to the dining room. Or, or you can take a walk or do whatever your business is. Uh, my business uh, is very simple. Um, can you do me a favor after I settle in my room? Can you just maybe you have a gemola? You have some uh, shas over here? Any masechtis? Uh, yeah, I have some. I would like, uh, uh, you know, one of the Gemara's. Doesn't matter which one. Doesn't matter which one? Okay, very good. You go and sell yourself in the room. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a tiger, buy the top. Bubba Basra, all right. Boom. Oh, boy, it's big and heavy. Boom. Ah, he's coming down the steps. All right, I settled in the room. It's a very nice room. All right, uh, oh, myself the Bubba Basra. I didn't learn that in, uh, about a week or so. About a week or so? Yeah, yeah, I usually finish in a day or two. Finish, Baba Pasta, in a day or two! Go ahead, learn, learn, learn. And so, sure enough, he was learning. And then this innkeeper called his wife. Take a look at this guy. Look at him, he's a big marsman. Look at this, he's learning away over there. And I know he's not faking it out. I know he's sincere, because you can hear him learning. He, he's, he's saying it out loud. Wow, he really gets a rangaton. He's really into it. Yeah, what do you say? I say that's very nice, but you know, um, um, find out what he does for a living. How is he going to pay for the room if he just sits there and learn all day? Is he here for business? What's he here for? Uh, uh, that's a great idea. I'll ask him. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, may I talk to you? Oh, sure, go right ahead. What's the problem? Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, um, um, you know, you're here about almost two weeks, you know that? Uh, yes, I do. And I never see you go outside except learning forum one after the other. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I do. I mean, do you do anything for a living? Uh, well, my wife supports me a little bit. She sells apples. Apples. Apples, eh? <laughs> oh, I hear. Uh, um, uh, it's very interesting. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, um, uh, um, uh, uh, what do you do for a living? I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm learning Torah. Learning Torah, <laughs> and how do you expect to pay for your room over here and the, and the food and everything? Oh, don't worry. When it comes to time for me to leave, I'm sure I'll be able to pay you everything I need to. <laughs> Such betachin! Do you hear that? Do you hear that Zelda? She has she, she, this guy. <laughs> do you hear what my wife is looking? She's laughing too. Yeah. Don't laugh. With Hashem's help, everything is possible. Zogzachnish, okay? And so he saw that this guy wasn't doing anything different. And finally, one day, he says, You know, I, I might have to ask you to leave if I don't know how you're going to pay. Can you tell me uh, uh, what you're doing here, at least? I mean, 
You know, I mean, if you want to learn, you can learn the base of Medrash, but how come you're here? I'm doing what my Rebbe said. Who's your Rebbe? Uh, the Choyes of Lublin, Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak Horowitz, the great Tzaddik. He told me, I'm looking for Nadengeld, you understand? And I didn't know where it's going to come from, and I didn't know where I'm going to get it. So the, when I went to see the Rebbe, the Rebbe told me I should come over here. And he said I should go to the first inn I see. And this was the first inn I saw, and that's why I'm here. But what about paying me? Don't worry. You know, you seem to be worried so much whether I can pay you or not. You probably have a story yourself. What is your story? Oh, well, all right, I'll tell you my story, you know. I do make a decent living from running this inn. Yes? Well, I, I got to tell you, um, besides running this inn, uh, I, I used to uh, do business investments, you know. I used to be a big merchant uh, all the way in, in Danzig. You used to do business in Danzig? Wow, that's where a lot of merchants go and meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day, what happened was, a good number of years ago, uh, what happened was is that I, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I borrowed some money, you see, and I bought a lot of merchandise, and I went down to Danzig, and I sold everything, everything. Can you imagine? I sold everything. I made a nice profit. I made 20,000 rubles that day. <laughs> Can you imagine? I sold all the merchandise. So when I came back, I was so happy, and I decided to make uh, little bags. You made little bags? Yeah, very interesting. How many bags did you make? I made 20 bags. Each one had 1,000 rubles. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, I see. And then, you know what I did after that? Well, if you tell me, I'll know. Well, I I decided that 13 bags will go to pay my debts that I owe from, you know, the loan. And then the other seven would be profit. And then I could reinvest and then continue doing business. So I was so happy, I put the money in my drawer. Did you lock your drawer? Uh, no, I, I didn't see any reason to. Nobody knew I had so much money there. Well, let me tell you what happened. So I went out, I went to Davin Mincha, and on the way back, I decided I'm going to buy stuff that I need for the hotel, you know, for the inn. And that's what I did. And then, when I came upstairs to check on my drawer, I found it was open, and everything was missing! All my money was missing! <coughs> Pardon me. I'm so sorry for you. I feel for you. But try to calm down. That happened already. You just got to say, Gamzula Teva. Oh, it just didn't end there. I thought it was the servant who comes to clean the rooms. But you know what happened? I don't think it was the servant. Uh, because uh, he didn't admit it. So who was it? I don't know. Well, why did you think it was the servant? Because he cleans the room. And I was thinking about turning him in. But I'm uh, in and I, I followed Das Terrace. So I asked uh, Rabbanim in the town here what I should do. And they said if I take him to the authorities, uh, they'll probably beat him and torture him. And who knows? You don't have real evidence. Uh, maybe he didn't really steal it. Maybe he's innocent. <laughs> that, that's a possibility. Very good. Very, very good possibility. All right, so you have a story and I have a story. Very nice, very nice. But I guess one day we'll find out why I'm here and why you're telling me the story. All right, Zygerson. And a little while later, after the innkeeper went upstairs to go to sleep, the innkeeper had inside his inn, he had a very hush of a chef. This chef, the cook, was not only the chef, he was the baker. Was he the candlestick maker also? No, Yassi. He was the mashgiach. He observed everything of kashris. He was a Talmud Chocham. He knew, you know, the, all the laws of kashris. And he, he was like a three-in-one job. He was the chef. He was the baker. And, and he was the, the, the mashgiach. Unbelievable, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. So what happened? I'll tell you. Suddenly, the baker came in. Excuse me. May I speak to you privately? Uh, you're talking to me? There's nobody here. Yes, I'm talking to you. I couldn't help overhearing from the kitchen what was going on. You, um, <clears throat> very big Tamil from the Chos of Lublin, right? Uh, yes. Well, let me tell you what happened, okay? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me tell you exactly what happened, you see? Um, uh, I, uh, I'm afraid to say it. I'm so ashamed, so ashamed. You know, I, I, I got the servant in trouble, and he's not the one who, who, who stole it. He's not the thief. He's not the Ghanav. Really? And how do you know this? Because I'm, I'm the Ghanav. You're, you're, you're the Ghanav? I, I, me. Not so loud, not so loud, not so loud. Now let me tell you something. I didn't spend the money. I didn't even use the money. What, what did you do? I don't understand. Well, let me tell you what happened. See, what I did was as follows. I, 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 I saw that he brought in his money. He was so happy and joyful and everything like this. And then he came down and he went out to buy things. And what I saw was that he was not there. And I went upstairs and his door was open. Then I looked at his drawer was partially open. I pulled the drawer open. And then I saw these 20 little bags. And I opened them up and I realized they weren't little bags. Each one had a thousand rubles in it. And I took them all. And I stuck them into the pouches and pockets of my apron and everything like this. And I took it. I, I gave it to my aides. All right, that moment. Can you imagine? I stole a thousand rubles. Can you imagine? 20,000 rubles. I stole a Shh, not so loud. You don't want him to hear. So tell me what happened. You said you didn't spend this. What'd you do? Well, I had Harata as I walked down the steps. Then I was thinking about, um, you know, putting it back in the drawer. And all of a sudden, as I was about to put it back in the drawer, I, I saw the balabas, you know, the, the owner of the inn. He was coming back. So I quickly took off my apron and I hung it up, you know, and then I went to help him carry the stuff inside. And then I didn't have such an opportunity again. And then when he noticed his money was missing, boy, oh boy, I heard the way he screamed at that servant. Whoa, the whole house was shaking when he screamed. Ah, Baruch Hashem, he didn't have the authorities taken because he was really innocent. And then I was afraid to admit, because then, oh, he would get so angry at me and I'd lose my job. But I tell you the truth, I had such harata for taking this money. I went and I hid it in a good place. And I was waiting for an opportunity to return it without him knowing. But an opportunity... Like that never happened. So so I spent every Monday and Thursday, I fast, you know, and I do tshuva, and I cry, and I daven every single day. And, and then when I heard a Talmud from the Chais of Lublin came, whoa, was I so happy. But then when I heard him tell over the story to you, then I knew, I knew you're a shliach here. Well, what are you talking about? Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to give you all of the money, and you give it back to him. But but then he'll no he won't think nothing he trusts you you're a Talmud of the Chais of Lublin now here take the money but 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 take the money please Chris here 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 take him take him take him thank you and thank you so much uh, now I know finally have Mechila and now I know I have a Kapara oh thank you thank you thank you Rabbi Shlom thank you thank you thank you uh, uh, oh, oh, just put this over here and put this pocket in this here and put this here put this on my yarmulke over here okay okay and the next morning came. <sighs> Well, I don't know how to tell you, Stu, but uh, I was having a meeting with my wife, and my wife and I, we decided that uh, we can't keep you here. You're here all weeks already, and uh, you haven't paid, and we don't know how you're going to pay. You just sit here and learn. We don't know what you're doing here, except, you know, waiting for nothing. You're waiting for a miracle, and, and, and I can't afford to keep you up here like this anymore.
Let me ask you a question. If you found out the real reason of my shlich is here, uh, would you charge me for my being here for two weeks? I- I'm not sure I follow. Well, here, I'm going to let you know the real reason of my shlich is. Uh, don't ask where this came from, because my mission obviously was here to be here until the person brought this to me. Brought what to you? What are you talking about? Uh, you recognize this? What? That's one of the pouches I had the 1,000 rubles in. And this? And there was another one. And this? And another one. And this? And another one. And this? And another one. And he took out all 20. Wow, everything is here. It's like nothing was taken. What happened? I'm just going to tell you the following. The thief had charota, and he was waiting for the proper opportunity to be able to return it to you. And when I came here, I was waiting, obviously, for him. I didn't know that, but <laughs> Jose said, I should be here, and here I am. Well, you know what? You helped me so much, and, you know, I, I paid off all my debts already, and, and you know, and now this is like uh, found money. Uh, uh, you know what? You came here for a modern? I'll tell you what. Here, you can have one of these bags. That's uh, 1,000 rubles. Do you think that'll help for your modern? It sure will. It'll help for more than one of my daughters. I thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And sure enough, this person, Ephraim, went home. And he was able to make a chasana. And he was able to marry up not just his oldest daughter, but eventually his other daughters and his other children too. Because of that strange amuna. I wouldn't call it strange. I would say the great amuna metochen that he had. Wow, Rabbi Herb's another terrific story. Woohoo! That was great. When are you going to start telling some Purim stories? Well, I told one. Well, it depends what comes to my head. All right. Okay. Uh, do we have some time for some phone calls? Yeah. Okay. Uh, send in those phone calls. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Mordechai Simon. Mordechai Simon. Ah, a new caller. Good. Baruch Hashem. I'm glad you got I, in. I, I was also there yesterday. The last time. Oh, you did get in the last time? Oh, good. Yes. So maybe you'll become a more popular caller. Maybe we'll invite <laughs> you down here. You'll never know. Okay, so what lesson did you learn in tonight's story? Um, you should always have the Tachan Hashem, and, and you should always... Um um, you should you should always you should, you show that B'tachan Hashem and and whatever happens is is um Taiva. Very good, very good. You you're just missing one more lesson, but if you don't have that, we'll get it from another caller. But you did very good. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Chaim. Chaim. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? That you shouldn't steal things and. That you should have Bitochan and Hashem, and also that it's a mitzvah to get married. Very good. That's in there. Very good. Thank you very much. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Ephraim Lowy. Ephraim Lowy! We still got to get you down here because you get into so many calls. Okay. So, what lessons do you learn in tonight's story? Um, that you should always have Bitochan and, and you should, and whatever Hashem does is for the best, and you should have him on his Excellent. That, and that you should. Um, when you have an opportunity to do something, you should do it. You shouldn't like waste time. Like, like this person had a t- had had um, time to say something to Chayzel um, from oh. Oblin, but he like wasted. He like forgot all about it. Very, yeah, very good. You listen super to the story. You got just mamish every single lesson there. That's great. I want to give a shout out to Yaakov Tzvi Naiman, Yehi Stern. Shmuel Foyer and Asher Shwakam and the rest of my class. Very good. You did it. Okay. Thank you very much for giving all those answers. You deserve it. Okay. Thanks a lot. 
Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Figure okay. Okay, and uh, what lesson you learn in tonight's story? You should always have to talk in the Hashem because He knows just what you need, and when you trust in Him, He'll give you what you need. Excellent, beautifully, very well said. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you. you're welcome, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Okay, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Very good, beautifully, very well said. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello. Uh, yes. Um, we learned that they should always trust in Hashem, and everything is really good. Very good. That's very good. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Um, I can say the lesson, uh, say lesson for the story. Yes, you can say the lesson that you learned the story. That you show, um, you show as you always have a minimum token, and you always say the truth. Very good, excellent, beautifully. Hello. Yes. Uh, can you give a shout out? A quick one. Okay, I want to give a shout out to Monty Brody and Rumi Rumfeld. Very good. Okay, thank you. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Yehuda. Yehuda. Okay, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? That you shouldn't, like, judge someone if, like, if you're not sure if they did something wrong. Like you Excellent. Did. You're the first one that hopped that one. That's correct. That's in there also. Beautifully. Very well said. Anything else you saw? Okay, bye. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Avi Galinsky. Avi Galinsky! Hey, you didn't make it to the first one this time. <laughs> we needed a frame, Louis. Okay, so what lesson did you learn tonight's story? Okay, that um, you see how much, how much, um, you see that, you know, the whole thing he remembered was from how he's davening and how he was all concentrated in his davening. Um, oh. You see that if you stole something, you should always give it back. Very good. That's all in there. Keep going. You're doing good. <laughs> Anything else you notice? <laughs> um, yeah, it's always, I don't know, whatever. Okay, whatever is not in there. But okay, I, I put in whatever. <laughs> okay, very good. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hi, yes. my name is Ezra Safdie. Oh, Ezra Safdie. Okay, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? I learned that whenever you learn Torah, um, you always get paid back double or more. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Whenever you learn Torah, you have nothing to worry about. Excellent. I, I wish the people in Eretz Israel would know that. Okay. Hello. Thank you very much. Hello. Oh, yes. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Okay. You, you have to lower your radio. Hello? Cause I don't, yes. Hello? Yes. Hello? You have to lower your radio. Otherwise, we hear double-double talk. Hello. My name is Yoshi. Yeah. What lesson you learned tonight's story? I don't hear him anymore. Okay, do we have time for any more phone calls? Uh, that's it. Okay. Okay, that's all the time we have. So, uh, until next week. And remember, it's Rosh Chodesh Adah coming up next week over there. This is Shabbos Mavorch and Shabbos Shkolem. And remember to have Mishanich Masada Marbim Mitzvah!